Hey guys, before we start, I just want to thank you for your support by listening. It would really help us if you subscribe, share, and leave us a rating and review. We would really appreciate it, and let's get started. So which one, which topic did you guys prefer? Housewives of Atlanta or House of Representatives, go out and vote. Which one? Fam, welcome to the Onyx Life, where change comes with challenge. Every episode, we take you on a journey, moving you from the struggle life to the Onyx Life, creating happy homes, financial empires, and exploring the lighter side of life. My name is Merthel, and I'm Rita. Today, we are going to talk about voting, Real Housewives of New York, and a couple of other things. We are so glad to be back. I know that we've kind of been inconsistent for the last couple of weeks. We've been having some issues with our sound. If you've heard our last podcast about horror movies, we apologize. We really don't understand what happened. Everything seems the same, except we got a different Zoom recorder. Now that different Zoom recorder, I put the exact same settings on the new one because the old one would not hold our SD card anymore. So once we switched it, I thought, okay, it will have the same sound quality and everything should be just fine. It doesn't. Even this podcast right now that we're recording is going to sound different than how it was sounding um, when our sound was good. But we are a work in progress and we appreciate your patience. So let's get to it. Tomorrow, or actually this morning, today is a day of voting it's going to be pretty remarkable i have not seen people this excited to vote in a midterm election in like decades you know i mean it's just not common for people to show up to midterms and it just seems like everybody is just really motivated to come out and vote oh yeah and for our family it's pretty exciting because sinead and shalom are voting for the first time Yes, it's exciting. It's really exciting. I am glad that they are not jaded like, oh, my vote doesn't count. No, they really understand the sacrifices that were made. I think what I love about social media is that I think people did not understand sometimes that the things that happened back in the civil rights um, movement was not that long ago. And so I see a lot of tweets telling people and and things on Instagram and videos and and articles, everyone's just trying to share the message, um, like especially to people of color, that look what your, you know, your grandma went through. Look what your, you know, your ancestors had to go through. And this one tweet I saw today, um, it was a thread. And it was a woman who went to Mississippi and she went to this town where people were murdered trying to have the right to vote. And one of the men is still alive. His teeth were shot out from his mouth because he dared to try to vote and um, bring his family to vote. And everybody that was caught um, by this town trying to vote as a person of color was driven out of town and has to live still on the edge of town and have been harassed for years so to hear these stories are just it's just amazing to me that this is still happening and that there are people who are who have gone through the most horrific things that are still around to tell it and it's not that we want to vote just out of um an obligation although that's huge we still have an obligation to ourselves we are picking new leaders we're not just picking leaders for um, for the Congress but we are also picking um, you know local leaders and and other things that are going to affect us like propositions and um, all sorts of things so it's important to vote because that is your right and, it's, and, and I know that a lot of people who don't believe in this say, oh, well, these things are already picked. If that were the case, they wouldn't be trying so hard, so hard to suppress your vote. So clearly, I'm not going to lie. There are, I think there are elements that are definitely rigged, obviously, but it doesn't mean you just sit it out. It doesn't mean that you just give up. It means that you exercise your vote where you can. Because as much as people want to have total control, there is nobody that has complete control. So your vote 
counts for something. Their rigging will probably influence some things. And then, of course, there's the hand of God. Right. Um, you know, when you just look historically, there are different times where um, blacks could legally vote. And there was also different times where women could legally vote. And so, you know, we're really sitting at a, a period where I think everybody, man, woman, black, white, no matter who you are, we're sitting at a time where I think everybody needs to appreciate how much it meant when you could not vote. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just, I, I couldn't even imagine um, not being able to vote, simply being a woman or being black. It's just incomprehensible to me to not have that right. And I think that our girls recognize that they have this 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 right and they are going to exercise it tomorrow and they're pretty excited. They are. And you know, what's interesting is is that they're like, let's read up on it. Let's make sure that we know because mm -hmm. they've been they've been keeping up with, you know, what people are saying online. They've been trying to keep up with the news, but in even in the last hours, they're even getting more excited like I need to read more. I need to know more about the local elections and I need to know more about my local officials and, you know, and the things that they're trying to pass. And, you know, and that really is what it's all about, folks. You know, um, yeah, I think that a lot of times what I don't really like what's going on in our country is this polarizing of two sides, red or blue, where it's almost like people are expecting that you have to either be red or blue. And I just... I really just don't see life that way. Is there anything in life that is just black or white or red or blue? No. And what I, I I'm going to say something controversial. And, um, you know, that's, this is just, I said what I said in Nini's voice. I'm actually glad that there are both sides, especially for black people. I don't think that we should all feel that we need to vote monolithic. We all have our own experiences, our own brains, mm -hmm. and what we feel our heart is telling us to do therefore i'm glad when i see um, a group of black democrats and i'm glad when i see a group of black republicans because i don't want either side to take our vote for granted right and i think that it's been we all know that blacks have usually been voting democrat uh, and, only lately i mean yeah historically republicans have really been on the side of black issues and then more recently I would say within the last maybe like 30 or 20 years, things have started to shift. But historically, um, I don't think it was just I think it was longer than that. Possibly, possibly longer than that. But but, but historically, the New Deal, um, Republicans have taken on to the interests mm -hmm. of blacks. And, 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 and a lot of people talk about, you know, Abraham Lincoln going all the way back and, you know, and, and just the various um, issues that have been historically um, it, it switches back and forth. And I can't say this enough that no Democratic, no Democratic or Republican Party has truly um, had black people's interests at heart. I think that when we look at any party that is out there, as long as it's an American party and it's a major party a majority party, it has always served the interests of the majority, which is whites. And blacks have always been shafted by by either party, both parties. So I, I'm not saying this to don't go and vote. I'm saying this to say that when you are educated, you do understand that on both sides, you, there is a challenge. However, especially in the midterm elections, we have local issues and we have local politicians. And there are issues that we can vote on that can be not just a black issue because we're more than blacks we are americans we're more than americans we're human beings we are spiritual beings and we have you know value systems and there's so many things to each one of us so for someone to say i'm only going to vote black i think that's a little bit ignorant because black people run the gamut and mm -hmm. we just have so many different right. ideals right. but i can say this that we do live in a justice system and in a country where there is an oppression towards black people and there's a system that um, that tends to oppress. But as a voter, there's just too many issues and we can't just think about the black issue. Right. And so, like I mentioned before, the New Deal 
um, just to give a little bit of historical context, because it's way longer than 20 to 30 years that blacks have been voting for Democrat. Democrats. Okay. Yeah. It started in like the ni- 1932 um, when Roosevelt proposed a series of reforms to help people get out of the Great Depression. And so blacks started voting more for Democrats. He got 71% of the vote in 1936. Um, but it wasn't until Harry Truman garnered 77% of the black vote in 1948 then when blacks started regularly voting more Democrat. And of course, even if you go a little further, you, you can see like the mm-hmm. Kennedys and, you know, blacks have been voting more Democrat for, for generations, actually. Right. But I will say that I think probably more recently has been more of a of a split in my opinion and Mm -hmm. and i've seen i remember before i would see like condoleezza rice and colin powell and they would be the black republicans that i was more familiar with Mm -hmm. and it could have been because of my age obviously i didn't really know and keep up with politics you know for that long because i was a teenager and i didn't know and we back i i'm sorry but for me back in the 90s as a teenager we just were not as into politics as how I see young people now. People right. are fired up. I mean, I think it's with social media and so many things, and they know the issues more, and people can lay it out so plainly and clearly. The right. message is really out, and that is why when you start to see rules on internet usage and trying to basically stop the freedom of information, mm-hmm. this is where it all goes back to because. If you can keep people out in the dark and out of the know, then, you know, you have a better chance of rigging the system for yourself. But definitely, I think that I'm glad to see that we can all think for ourselves and we have to respect that person. Now, that being said, I'm not saying that I agree with (laughs) certain sides to this thing, but everyone has the freedom the freedom they to, sure do. to to actually exercise their opinion. Mm-hmm. And when we start dictating to other people what you should be thinking and what you right. should this and what you should no. that, then, then we're in trouble because we, are. we don't want it done to us. So now why should we do it to someone else? We have to respect people's right to think for themselves. And the thing is how you show people it about, you know, how what your side is, how you show people is you, you just let kind of things play out you 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 let Mm -hmm. for example when certain people did not want to vote trump in they didn't want to vote him in um and other people were like oh he's gonna change this and he's gonna change that and listen we we've seen certain things and that was to me that is the best argument you're going to have. Yeah. Not you're talking. Give a person a chance. But you're just going to see. Give a person a chance what? and let, let things play exactly. out. Exactly. And when they play out, then you, then you now, now you can know. can make an informed you opinion. You can more and more informed decision. I'm and, trying um, to be vague because I'm not trying to say things you know, straight out because I don't feel I want to take one. I, everyone, I think people will know where we would stand, obviously. But. Well, here's the thing. You know. I. You know, I the, the the time where I feel I was probably most decisive in who I would vote for, honestly, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna be out straight. In 2008, when Obama first ran for office, when he ran on hope, and he um and he and the way that he spoke, and it was exciting, folks. It was exciting to have the first black president. It was exciting, and I remember going to the polls, and I remember. Uh, just being excited to watch this whole process unfold. It was just, it was a really high time. And then after his first term, I, I, I checked out as far as being so excited anymore. Yeah, I, I wasn't that excited I, I was no longer, I, was, I could no longer say that, oh, yes, I know who I'm going to vote for. After that, it was just like, wow. You know where 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 do we go from here? Like you know yeah. where do we where do we go from here? And I would I would I would consider myself after that an independent again. See, before that I was more independent thinking. It's like let's see the values and the the issues on both sides. And then that one time just I just got excited. And then afterwards I went back. And now unfortunately I'm back at the. I'm emotional about this whole thing. But in a different way. I'm not excited anymore. I'm actually scared. Like this is it. it that it, is so, the very truth. I and so never... now it's like I'm voting again, once again, 
out of strong emotions. Yeah. And I, I but 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 it's not necessarily because I'm red or I'm blue. It's 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 because there's a new emotion in town and it's not excitement. It's fear. Well, I've never, ever been afraid when a president came in, even if they were a Republican or Democrat, whatever. I never was afraid until this last one. My, my, my stomach just dropped. I just didn't know how it was going to be. Right. I, I thought the very worst and it actually started to happen. So right. everything that I thought was going to happen at that time when I saw him winning certain states happened. And I was just like, I... I, I mean, I mean, I'm just in, sh- I, I'm just in shock. It, right. it, I cannot believe we are where we are. So I'm just saying we need perspective again in this country, and we need to have two um, realistic, um, humanistic, or not humanistic, but realistic and 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 real two real parties once again the the two parties may not have the best interest of blacks or it may not have the best interest of any necessarily any one people group and then and you know that that's life we have to deal with that but we're dealing with extremes now and that's pretty scary and that's the thing. and i'd just like to have my two parties back i mean can you imagine i wasn't even happy with either one but now i'm just like please can we have can we go back can, can we reset to where i didn't like either i know but the, <laughs> you know? the thing for me is that i feel like that this is i i do feel like i said i, I wanted to be a little bit more vague not because i was afraid so much i was trying to stay on the path of respecting people's opinion but i mean i'm gonna be honest the i feel that the republican party has just been hijacked hijacked truly truly and I don't even and like, I, I don't even I, know who those people are. I, I, I actually I never... like Republican values. There's so many things about Republicans, even from a fiscal standpoint, that can resonate with us. There are so many things from a Republican standpoint, and I'm talking about the old Republican, not this new right. new thing that but is unrecognizable. But you were not a Republican, and you were I was not a Republican because there are a lot of things that we both did like not in both in both parties. parties. There's certain things that I but liked there were about things the Democratic that we detested in in both in the, parties. In both parties, in the Democratic so Party, and that's in why the we were we were independents. Not because I know that they try to make people who are independents out to be like, oh, you just can't make up your mind. No, but that's not it. I just like there were certain things, things in both on both sides right. that we were happy with, and things that we were not happy with. And when Obama came in. It's not that I became a Democrat. No, I just, in his first term, I got excited. I got excited at what he was saying. I got excited of the hope. I got excited for the fact that it was the first black president. I got excited. And so when it came time to say, okay, this is who I would support, it was not because I became a Democrat. It was because I was like, I'm excited. And the things I don't like about them, I can probably put that to the side. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing that's happening now. There are certain things that are scary about the Republican Party. And I, I I am not not a Republican. I am not a Democrat. It's just once again, it's like, whoa, what in the world is going on? And I just feel like it's almost survival at this point. Why we have to vote. I have no as a black idea. person, at least as a black person, Man, it black, does feel like a survival Muslim, Mexican woman. It's Immigrant, just like, wow. Just uh, unbelievable. Anyone mm-hmm. that is not a white male, it feels like, mm-hmm. whoa. It does. It does. And we don't usually like to go, you know, political on this show. But tomorrow or today, I keep saying tomorrow because we're, we're talking about this the day before. But literally, it feels like um, so many things are at stake here. And frankly, I just don't feel like the vote is going to make a big that's what is the scariest about this time right now there used to be rules there used to be a way of 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 handling things and it seems like all the rules all the handbooks everything we know are are being thrown out the window the adults have left the building i just don't know i know and you know what i don't even like that saying you know why because kids I have a certain innocence to them and when they and they try to like you know they test the rules and they try to like challenge you but they're trying to see like where, what can i do I, I no i feel like adults are in this building but very 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 um manipulative adults who know exactly what they're doing 
and mm. they're doing it and they're doing it and they don't care and it's putting our whole democracy at risk and right. it's very 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 scary to me because i'm not saying that there were things there were look when when when, when we went into iraq that was already a problem right. so there was already things that were happening that should not have happened should not have happened but it just seems like it's just getting worse and worse and worse and so it makes me wonder like how is this all going to end how right. do we transition into like you know how we have a rule where you only have two terms or right. you know how you have a rule that if you don't win you don't necessarily stay in power well i don't like, even know i don't if know that is what's even... happening anymore right. i feel like i'm not even in the u.s i right. don't know what what's i'm going doing on? Uh, anyway so it's uh, I, it's just guys vote yeah vote vote voting is 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 a necessity um and and I am so not pleased with the but with you know the what? Democrats. even if you don't I am so not right pleased even with if the you don't agree with what we're <sighs> saying and we're not asking you to because you can respect what we're saying and I can respect what you feel but even if you don't vote it's all right it's all right on both sides on of both the sides aisle. because I really would like to see the Republicans take their party back I would love to see the Republicans and I would love to see some Democrats actually. All I'm going to say... Just become, like... I want to see Andrew Gillum, Stacey Abrams, and Beta <laughs> O'Rourke. I want to see some victories here because I we used to live in Florida. And guys, that state needs help. I mean, it needs help. And I was in the healthcare field. And the access to healthcare is atrocious. The There's so many backwards things and very... Um, you know, old boys club stuff that goes on in Florida. And, and along with all the crazy stuff, because we all know crazy stuff goes on in Florida too. But there were so many things, even from a healthcare perspective, and from like, let's say, when you, if you were someone who had a child with special needs, I had patients who were um, like, let's say from Ohio or New York, they would be in Florida and they, they would cry and they would say to me, I don't have the same access to the same programs in Florida like I did in Ohio. And they didn't know what to do. I even had a couple people that say they had to move back because they just did not have access to it. And when mm -hmm. I say they don't have access to it, means that for some reason they either A, didn't qualify when mm -hmm. they moved to Florida or they weren't giving the, the grants or the, the funds to be able to attend or the programs just did not exist in their area and this happens a lot and so i'm really looking to see some good things out of florida oh yeah and um stacy abrams with her quick wit i mean you don't rule just by wit but i really did like her debate yeah. and even with andrew gillum his Gillum's, debate uh, like yeah. both of them i was just like what right it's true we have um 435 seats in the u.s house of representative that is going to be you know decided tomorrow it's and that is so nuts. important because it's what's going to balance out things right now in this crazy time and um, how the future looks after, you know, maybe some things shift in all three executive branches on all three branches, how things shift. Um, you know, who knows? You know, who knows? I basically generally do not like to see one party in full power because they, there's usually an abuse when that happens and I, I generally i'm not happy with any of the decisions when a democrat sweep or when um or when republicans sweep because like i said i'm not just one or the other but but in this particular situation we definitely need there there is a huge unbalanced based on what's going on right now in these mm -hmm. these branches and so we're definitely going to need some balance out here with some a strong representative in the house of representatives there's gonna have to be some strong and there needs to be a shift in the senate as well we already see what's happening in the, in the judicial branch and oh, um, it's yeah. pretty scary um i can only speak at this point in time i know the issues are far beyond black but i am a black man and there are some things that are happening in this country that are scary and the judicial system is skewed towards um you know like for instance i mean there's just some bias that is out there that is being fed like like red meat to the sharks i walked into a bank today and when i walked into a bank you know somebody came up to me and told me that i need to remove my hat now 
I mean, that is just the policy. I know that. Granted, have. we went to another bank later and we saw a sign that saying, said, you know, no hoodies, no sunglasses, no hats. So if we understand that this was not just directed just at you. Right, but right because there is a policy here right but, but i just get the sense i've, I've right. never it's never it's happened, never happened to me before. before and it was the only person that was not a person of color that came to that came up to you and that said came that. up to me so nobody that was of color came up to me and everybody said else in the bank was a person of color but the one person who was not is the one that said you that know. came up and said that and we've been in this bank tons of times all the people that knew me were just like hi mr you know you know my name and you know they just address me and so but this person did not know me and it's just sort of like it's the first time it's happened to me um but things like that i i fortunately i had the opportunity to speak with that person and after speaking with that person i actually was able to do some transactions and we actually sat there for over an hour and just talked and even became very personal and, and i was able to, we were able to share our faith and all sorts of stuff so i i love to prove people wrong because the way I was dressed, I was dressed in a way that they could have probably thought, who is this hoodlum? Um, but at the end of the day, it's like I was able to send a message that, listen, don't judge a book by its cover. And I hate the fact that you have to even say the way you were dressed. It was like, oh, who is this hoodlum? You're in basketball shorts. You're in a T-shirt that they sell at Walmart. And a basketball You're in, uh, you're uh, in Jordans or Nike. Right. Or, or, well, same thing. But like to me, well, you can't be comfortable you right, either a hoodlum right. or you're dressed nicely. That's, I just, it's it's unfair. Right. But that's the climate. The climate is, is that people are constantly calling the cops. They are constantly just j jumping to conclusions. They are hypersensitive. And we need some calm in this country. We need to get back to just where there's just regular racism and regular prejudice. <laughs> like, we just need to just get back to the regular old, go to any. good old no, racism. No, I want to improve. Like, I want to I'd love to improve, but I, could, I would take some good old racism right now. Just some good old Cracker Barrel racism. You, you did. You That's know? what you got today. No, no, no. You're right, but like there's a little bit more going on. Like, it's, it's, it's super, super sensitive. Everybody's super, super charged. Mm. And it's just like, you know it's what? getting it's, out of control. To me, what's interesting is that you experienced that. But when I was out there working, I would experience stuff all the time. But you being a minister, you were basically in ministering a in mm -hmm. a culture where it was just, you know, your your church congregation, which was all black. And you were just only basically working with people. And you didn't have to go in. I mean, from when I was working as a nurse... I remember having a patient that said, um, oh, you know what the blacks did to me? And, you know, I've, I've had nurses say things. Mm -hmm. I've had, I mean, I could go on and on and on like any black person could. Right. We could we could go on and on and on from the time we are children to the time where my neighbor had a friend and we were just children. And that neighbor's friend decided that she was going to say that I could not go and the water, we were in the pool. I could not come in the water because I would make it dirty because I'm black. From the time I'm in school and I had um, a classmate call me the N-word um, as in elementary. Right. I mean, it goes on and on and on. So this has been something that has probably been around for a long time. Not and I probably. Guess, yeah. It and has been. And I guess it is good old Cracker Barrel racism. Yeah, it is. But the thing is, but is that I think it jarred you because you were you have not experienced a lot of it. And well, now that true. we're now that where we're living, I feel like now you're probably going to get more of a taste as to what I've been experiencing. It's not like we've been we've been married for over like twenty years now. But the like I said, we we kind of mentioned before. I was always out there working in different environments with and I was a mixed in a group, and he was in a bubble for basically like most almost 20 of those years right and so um it was and we lived for a while in toronto so it was just different although right. in toronto like There's i don't know does this stuff but... follow me or something because i had <laughs> some of the most racist stuff happen to me even in toronto right. so i just i don't know but um, i think what is happening here and why i say that it's gotten out of control is that there was always some level i mean there was always some level of somebody in the room would say hold on a second no but that's happening a lot now there is such a pushback on racism now that i don't think i i saw before you see when i used to have these things happen um all during my life 
I wouldn't really see um, people say anything. They would excuse it. They would mm -hmm. say, oh, well, this person's old, or this person's young, or this person this, this person that. Oh, just forgive and them. I used to They're never, so exactly, yeah. I used to never. But now I'm hearing a lot of people are like, like they will stand up and they are saying, no, we're not going to take it anymore right. because they've seen that just being quiet didn't do anything and embolden people. So maybe, maybe things getting as bad as it is right now could be better because it's getting bad to get, I mean, getting worse to get better. Hey, that's what, you, you know, as working like I used to, you have to sometimes scrub a wound and it and it's painful, but that's how you heal it. Hmm. I heard a story that was like, really inspiring remember those uh two guys that were in the olympics that raised their their right hand mm -hmm. um or raised their hand into a fist yes and then there was a white guy in the podium there was the black guy that won number one the white guy won number two and the other black guy won the number three spot in mm -hmm. that particular event mm -hmm. did you know that the white guy was he was from australia and he ran the fastest time and broke um, an Australian record that has never been broken since. Mm -hmm. And that he um, and that he supported both of the black guys mm -hmm. and the gloves that they got. He actually gave it to them, but it was his gloves. But the thing about it is, is, is that because it was two different ones, he gave it to them and says, you should, you guys should make a stance here or whatever. And so they were like, yeah, but there's only one glove. He's like, well, here, one person wear it on one hand and the other person wear it on the other hand. And then they had these um, medallions that they put on that showed their solidarity. And because they didn't have any other gloves, he would have done it, but they, but they didn't have any other gloves. So he wore um, this medallion showing his, you know, his support of these guys. So what ended up happening was back in his country, there was apartheid going on. It was, no, it no was Australian. No, it was an Australian version of apartheid with oh, their okay. aboriginals. Oh, 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 yeah. It was their, it was their version of apartheid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it was very strong back then. And so when he got back home, they ostracized him. They ridiculed his family. He ended up becoming a butcher. He f went from different odd jobs to odd jobs because he stood up and supported that. And he also stood up against the issues that were going on in Australia. Wow. And he spent his entire life ostracizing his family, ostracized from the Australian government. So um, in 2000, something like in 2000, they asked him to recant after they had like he's lived a hard life they asked him to recant and he said no i will not and he ended up dying in 2006 and his two friends the two black guys that raised their hands came and they like carried his casket and the you know they have been you know they have statues in museums and all sorts of stuff of these two guys and it's so sad. Yeah, his story they, was lost. In his the story shuffle. was lost, and yeah. he's not. He's, it's not being told. Mm -hmm. But what we find is is that the same vehemency that is against blacks or Jews mm -hmm. or all this stuff is against white people that stand up and mm -hmm. say no, this is not right. Mm -hmm. That same hatred goes towards their own brothers, and that's what I'm finding that's happening in this country. Mm -hmm. Is that um, the racists are becoming just as angry and vehement against their own whites if they stand up and support um, the cause. Mm. It's a very sad story. Man. I wish his story could be told more. I wish it could be recognized because there are a lot of really good people out there that will stand up for someone that doesn't look like them. And he's an example of that. That is a great story. That is really, really good. I feel like um, there's hope. I feel like there's hope. Well, clearly, in our country, we've been through a lot worse and we've gotten better and we've definitely regressed but i think that there's hope there is and it's when these things this kind of environment happens that is when people get fired up and they unite right. so that's what's nice about what's happening right now i see a lot of we have unity. to hear other people's stories and we have to be sympathetic to other people's stories. So it's not, I mean, I know that we have a story as a black person in this country, but there is a Native American story. 
that is out there and there is a Hispanic story and there is an immigrant story and there is a Muslim story and there is a Jewish story and there is a white female story and there is a white male story and th th there's so many stories out there and I think we have to be open and sensitive to everybody's right. story. I don't want to vilify every white male. That's not what we're about. And right. I feel like, you know, that... And that's I'm another movement that, that is very dangerous to right. vilify every single because we white don't male. want that's what we fought against right to not be vilified as a and lumped like, in yeah vilify all black people or especially black men and we're gonna turn around and do that we don't want to do it's that it's not right it's we not don't right. want to do that it's everybody needs a fair shot and yeah, we need to exactly. listen to people's stories we need to be sympathetic and we need to see each other as one it really needs to happen. And I don't have all the answers, but no. I, I just I could recognize when wrong is happening. Mm -hmm. And right now, wrong is happening and it's happening on so many levels, on so many levels. So anyway, I'm excited to see. We'll probably do a recap um, of what happened. What happened after and, the vote? And, you know, we're in here, like in the south, we're supposed to have some really bad storms. So I'm not quite sure Ooh. how that is going to um really affect everything do you think that know. harp is involved in all of this <laughs> i wouldn't be surprised oh my goodness um i don't know do we have time for real housewives or no? yeah of course let's talk about it okay real housewives have, there might be some more hope for housewives than, than the voting <laughs> situation i actually was i didn't think i was going to enjoy the premiere because i'm so used to kenya being on I'm so used to that kind of drama where it's just petty for no reason, mm -hmm. but is entertaining. But, um, well, she couldn't have timed it any better to have her kid on the day that Real Housewives actually premieres. So for those, who you, for those of you who don't know, Kenya Moore is no longer on the show, and yet she had her baby, a C-section. Now, she says it was an emergency one for complications. Other people are saying, nah, she, she scheduled it on purpose to come on Sunday. I don't know. She, Wait, she but did, what happened? Like how? Well, like, she was. She said she was diagnosed with preeclampsia. Okay, but how does that get her on the show? It, it didn't get her on the show. It's just that on the same day they're talking about the premiere of Atlanta, we're also talking about Kenya Moore. Oh, okay. Exactly. What a smart woman. Yeah. She, <laughs> you can say what you want about Kenya, but that woman is smart. She's smart. She is smart. So anyway. So hold on. Why is she not on the show? Well, last year she really did not share her life. Like okay. her husband wasn't on the show. Um, she was very secretive. Then she um, she got married, didn't have the cameras there. And the whole deal is this is your life. As much right. as life, the reality show is scripted, it still has to show your life. Even if they want to script your life. But if you're not going to show your life, right. they basically punished her and said, oh, you can come back, but you're going to be like, you can you're gonna you can come back in almost a full time status, but we're gonna pay you what we pay the friends. Whoa! And she said she was not gonna do that, so she's not on. And so um, the they main people her. were, and Sheree is not on, and um, of course Kim Zolciak is not on. No. So who's on? So we have Cynthia. Okay. We have Nini. Uh -huh. We have Candy. Right. We have Portia, right. and we oh. have Eva. Oh, okay. So there's five. Is there right. usually five? Um. Well, those are the five main ones. Okay. And then we've got... Well, um, what, don't, don't they have like six? It usually? can range, really. It ranges between it five ranges. and six. Okay. And then we they have... got Marlo that we is have Marlo a friend. More like a, she'll be taking a more prominent role, but she's not necessarily yeah. holding a peach. And then Portia's friend, what's her name? Portia's friend. The, oh, oh, Shamea. Shamea's a friend. Okay. And then they also have a new woman, um, Shamari. I think her name is Shamari. She, she was married to... She is married to Ronnie DeVoe of Belle Biv DeVoe. I don't know if you guys are aware of Belle Biv DeVoe. Oh that goodness, is, um, so, you know, remember Poison? Right. Okay. So anyway, um, yeah, Shamari. So she's going to be on there too. So, but this episode didn't really have the friends. It just was more about what the main, the main people right were in. And so let's talk about Nini. Like the fact that Greg was diagnosed with stage three cancer. Man. That's what it was. He's looking. Wow. Yeah. He's looking really thin. Yeah, so I wonder if he's doing better now because I haven't really seen a picture of him recently. Mm -hmm. But when they were filming this, he just looked very sick and tired. And I can't even fathom how stressful it is to film a reality show while, while you're, you're doing treatment. Cancer. Oh, stage three, too. Stage three is that's like, pretty, that's pretty advanced. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, there's always hope. There's always hope. There is. 
So, but when you have a show and it's so staged and it's so intrusive, it can really be tough for you to focus. Because when you have cancer, you really got to focus. You, know? you have to focus and you have to de-stress. De-stress. Guys, we have such an excellent podcast coming soon oh, called yeah. The Healing Codes. Yes. If you guys yes. are aware of that, the ooh, healing we're codes. about to break it down, but not today, but it's coming soon. Right. But definitely when you have cancer, you have to de-stress. You have to bring it down. You do. So a reality show, you know, is just not the ideal, especially really one built not. around drama. Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. on top of that, well, most of them are built around drama. But on top of that, your partner, like Nini, she still has to travel and do a bunch of stuff because that's what keeps the show um, interesting. There's always a girl's trip. There's always like events she has to go to. And it's a lot. But at the same time, Nini must feel the pressure to make sure she works because cancer is expensive. Yes, it so is. So there's a lot that they are dealing with. And, you know, I... Uh, I really feel for them and you know just want to pray for them i'm sure that although he has since had the surgery and he is i think on the mend you know we know that it's a process and it's not just a in and out i'm okay it's it can be rough and it and the effects linger and so we know that she's still going through it i saw her on um watch what happens live yesterday with andy and i think that it's still a really rough time. She didn't really get em- emotional, like she didn't start crying, but you can see that she was, it was, mm. it was going to get there if they kept on talking about it. Right. So then we have Cynthia, who has stopped seeing the guy from last year, who. That was a joke. That was weird. It was really that weird. That was really he weird. He was really not into her. He was rude, too. Yeah. Um, and so now she's with this new guy, which she seems really happy. He works for Fox Sports. And, um, you know, I'm glad for her. I think, you know, I, I, I don't know. I know that people have to live their best life. I just, it must be just really tough, in mm-hmm. my opinion, to find someone when you're over a certain age just because of discrimination. Right. You know, it's really hard. It's hard for, you know, people who for are in there people. like young now right how much more when you're older and then the person you're most likely dating is older and they have they have like um drama and, and baggage a lot of times so she's really happy that because it seems like there there's no drama around this person right um candy the funniest thing about candy's um time on camera for this episode was that she was around this dining room table you didn't see this but she was around this um, table at a restaurant and it was her Todd their son Ace it was Candy's daughter and then there was Todd's daughter and then there was um, Don Juan her manager and she was like can you imagine if we had more kids and her daughter was like no no and she was like why? I thought you wanted more siblings. And she was like, that's before I saw how you are with children. What? I know. I was like, but what? But what, is she, what is she trying to say? She says she candy works too much and she's not home. She says, you know, you're constantly gone. And so what? The daughter is taking care of the son? I don't think so. I think she's saying she misses her mom. Her, that she's oh. constantly working and that if she had more children, it wouldn't work because there would just be more children that needed their mom. Right. And well, I think she's old enough to not f- need to have the mom super present in her life. Like, I mean, I'm just saying, you know, Candy could probably use some balancing and parenting to be there for her. But come on, you're 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 now in your 20s. But I don't think she was saying it for particularly her. No, she's mm-hmm. not. She's 15. Candy's daughter is 15. She's like 15 or 16. No way. She has a Porsche. No, she's okay, like driving. she might be 16. You know that is you know that is hilarious that you're saying that because um, and she looks she, like a big a big woman like someone she said is not looking no fifteen the funniest thing someone said that um, Candy's daughter has been fourteen for years I know Please. <laughs> no she's sixteen yeah but, oh okay um, yeah well, it no, seems no. like she's been a teenager okay, for 16, like sixteen wow. still needs mom yeah she still does needs mom. she does and she's just basically saying look I. No, you don't need any more. And then Candy's like, listen, if you want the lifestyle you've got, um, I got to work. Plus, Candy just enjoys working. She does. She, it makes her feel good. And right. and that's what she brings. I mean, you could have 
I'm sure all of us as a mother can find ways to balance our lives. Mm -hmm. There are some maybe who need to work more, some who need to work less, some who need to be there for their kids, some who need to stop hovering. Right. And I think sometimes it's really easy when you're a kid to not really understand the pressures of keeping up a household and being there for your kids and all the responsibilities you're to your husband as well. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. But um, she enjoys it. So hopefully they can continue to find balance. How is Pigford doing as far as like settling into the okay, rhythm? First of all, she does not go by Pigford. Oh, okay, I only remember. Okay, so the reason why Murthel said that is because we remember Eva from Top Model. Right. America's that's Top what... Model. That's what we remember. So the other cast member who was new on the scene, because we're going we're gonna to save Portia for last, because that's a hilarious storyline. Mm-hmm. But Eva, she... She goes by Eva Marcel. Oh, okay. Which That's to me, it really fits. Like, you know, she's just very pretty. Right. Um, it was, I always thought it was a little bit amusing. Her last name was Pigford, but you know. Is her husband Marcel? Is that what it is? No, that's just she her just, That's her, her stage name. Yeah. Okay. Um, but she has a, a baby recently with, um, well, her husband now, but mm-hmm. um, they actually just got married recently. But this season, I think we're going to see their journey to, you know, the whole wedding planning and all of that. Oh, okay. Um, he was actually running for mayor in Atlanta. I think it was last year. And he anyway, lost? Yeah. But anyway, mm-hmm. she had some photos. It was her and her daughter from another relationship. Mm-hmm. I think his name was Kevin McCall. And, um, and her fiancé at the time and her and their son together. And she was saying how he has been in her daughter's life from the time she was one and is the only father she, he, um, that she knows. Mm-hmm. And Twitter went wild. Why? They just went wild. They're Why? like somewhere Kevin is about to go on a Snapchat rant. Uh-huh. And it was just because they're, like, they were in the news. They were in the news. They had a lot of drama. Right. A lot of drama. So I don't know... Why is she stirring that up? Because I would have been like... Maybe she's stirring it up because she wants to stay on. And that's the reason why I asked. Because a lot of times, the new person that comes on doesn't last very long. Like, look at Tootie. Tootie yeah, did but not she was, last long. But she was on last year, and now she's holding a peach. So that's that's pretty good. Oh, okay, so Eva's like really... This is her second year. She's she's really integrating with the storyline. And, and she's everything. really bringing it. And the, the, this is what I find interesting. It's like a little friction between her and Cynthia. And really? I remember... Oh, that's because they're the, they're the two that? models. Remember that? that? Are, yeah. well, they're the two models, but also Eva was like... That she's the one that said to Cynthia, "Well, I saw your man, the the one we said was weird, right, with another woman, and, right, right." And Cynthia was like, "Well, I remember she was really antagonistic I towards think Eva." I think Cynthia is hating her because she's the model, and Pigford is or Eva is. I don't know. I just think that she's younger, and you know, well, probably Eva said. There, there was one of those, you know, those confessionals, and then they were saying, "So, what's the difference between you and Cynthia?" You know, she was like, "Well, the difference between me and Cynthia is twenty years." Oh, wow, wow, wow! She it's just, like, okay. she brought it. Yeah, she sure did. And that the funny is thing so is, ages. And the funny thing is, because Cynthia looks good. Cynthia looks, she good looks for really her age. good, and we really should not be doing any ageist comments, but. It was funny because at the time she's saying that, they show Eva looking fierce, doing all these poses. And then they play like circus type of... Dun, 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 dun. When they, and they cut to Cynthia. And I was like, they, they are, are so, so wrong. wrong. <laughs> um, but Portia now. Let's talk about Portia. This is... I mean, I don't think I've ever seen her look this giddy or sound this giddy. Man. She is like... I mean, every second she is like bubbles, bubbly champagne. She is just like so well, she happy got herself with this a rich new guy. man. I mean, it's every woman's dream, isn't it? Like that millionaire book, billionaire club. She book, was trying you know? on these engagement rings. Why is it that I they saw? I, I mean, I wasn't even watching. I was just like sitting by. Re- I walked in. Mm-hmm. I don't know what happened to you. Like the, sitting in the dark movie theater. And <laughs> I was watching. It wasn't dark. It was on. No, when I came in, when I came in, it was all dark because oh. your remote control fell. My remote control so fell. So I'm looking for Rita. I'm like, Rita? I'm no, because my remote control fell and then got caught in between like my seat and then 
my foot or something and then it fast forwarded on accident all the way to the end in like a second and then <laughs> i was like what is going on anyhow so, so i was just looking to hang out so when she finally got the show back up on <laughs> and i was there it came to this clip where they're like in this jewelry shop and she is just over the top giddy over, over the, top. the top and guess what the price point was the price point of this wedding band was well, like, no, no, oh, wait, sh- wait, don't say. Okay. The first one was one hundred and forty-five thousand. Right. Then right. I was like, oh, that must be the most expensive. Er, wrong. Second one she tried on was like three hundred and thirty thousand something. Right. Then I was like, okay, clearly that must be the most expensive one. Nope, sorry. The last one she tried on, how much was that? Honey? Over five hundred and something thousand, close to six hundred thousand. Be scared a million dollars? Are you, you kidding me? How do you walk around with that and oh not goodness. have a bodyguard? And what is he like? He's like this hot dog guy. Like so, he's a hot dog guy, and he owns like several. She said lounges and nightclubs and okay, stuff so like he that. Runs so hot he's, dog he's an entrepreneur. In, I can respect that. I definitely, man. This dude was like bawling. I was and just like, just, and he didn't even break a sweat. Like she's putting on this ring. Oh, but I thought like he had half a, a million. He had a nervous giggle, or a nervous <laughs> laugh, because he was like, <laughs> "That's like <laughs> that's Portia to get the most expensive." <laughs> no, she she did seem, um, she seemed extremely happy, and but this is like he was about to, I guess, ask her to marry her after five months of dating. Wow. I was like, wow. What did she put on him? My goodness. Yes. And well. Later, when she was on her way to Miami, she the doorbell rings. She's running downstairs to go get it. He's standing at the door, short sleeve shirt. And she said, oh, he's got his tattoos out for mommy. He's got his tattoos out. You know, like it was just, right. it was, it, you know what? I got to tell you, it's nice to see people happy. Mm-hmm. Um, but people are always happy in the first couple yes, months. Yes, like, I know. But I'm trying like, to be positive. It don't mean nothing. All I'm saying is stay tuned because... Candy knows some things that's that seems like it's going to come out about him and it's going to be quite interesting. I hope she has happiness though, you know. She was such a different person when she was married to Cordell Stewart. I mean, she was so prim and proper and was like I don't do this and she I don't do that so and I don't go here and I don't go she there. She wanted him so bad. And all of us, I mean, literally this is a total like she's I don't know, after that marriage ended she did a total 180, man. But she wanted a kid and she wanted to be married. And that was it. Like, she was just mm-hmm. determined. And That's she, right. She's pregnant. So She is pregnant. Well. So she got this guy no matter what. Like, even if he doesn't marry her, like, this child is a ticket to... You know what? You know, and, and it's sad to me because... To the good um, life. For the rest. Even if she doesn't have... Even if she does not ha- have um, another contract with Housewives. Like, that's it. Yeah, This dude is bank. There's so many people who have to fight for money. I I don't know. That's not a good thing. They had it on TV. So let me tell you something. It's not going to be hard to prove to a judge to make sure that she gets a good portion of that. Uh, I'm definitely not about that life. All right. Well. Mm. So which one, which topic did you guys prefer? Desperate Housewives or what was it? No. Housewives, <laughs> Housewives of Atlanta or House of Representatives, go out and vote. Which one? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Please make sure to leave a rating and review for us. Subscribe and share. Join us again Monday through Friday. Show notes are found on theonyxlife.com. Join our Facebook, The Onyx Life, and follow us on Twitter at Rita underscore Onyx and at Mitch underscore Onyx. Thank N- you. Now go live that Onyx Life where change comes with challenge. See you next time.